John, man, I'm I'm gonna miss watching him fight. Yes. Can I tell you about some breaking news that just broke uh, six minutes ago? Oh, I've got my news feed open. What is this breaking news that just broke six minutes ago? Oscar Isaac is going to play Moon Knight. No. <laughs> really? Oh. oh, boy, do I approve of that. Oh, I can't even find this God. anywhere. It's on deadline. They tweeted it out. I'm looking at the tweet. Hold on a second. Let's go over there and check this out. Of course, they're 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 misspelling it as Moon Knight instead of K N I G H T. It's Moon N I G H T. Oh, wow. Rob. Okay, so this is breaking news. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, out of any title that Rob has been most excited about on this planet, it's been Moon Knight. And they just got Oscar. Of course, he's he's a vet working with uh, Disney. Of course, he's been working with them on Star Wars. Rob, Oscar Isaac is playing Moon Knight. This is the first news of any movement we've even really seen on this forever. I didn't think we were anywhere close to hearing about an actual announcement of a guy. Rob, my thoughts here are irrelevant. You give I, me, what's going through your head right now? Oscar Isaac is going to play Moon Knight. You know... First of all, I love Oscar Isaac. If you haven't seen movies like A Most Violent Year, which is incredible. So good. So good. I, I uh, Inside Lewin Davis, the Coen Brothers film. I'm a huge That's the Oscar movie that Isaac put him on fan. a lot of people's maps. That was the one that yes. put him on the map. I, I mean, Ex Machina. The guy's just an incredible actor, and he's going to play Mark Spector, and hopefully he'll play Jake Lockley and Stephen Grant, too. But I just... You know I love Moon Knight. I've been banging on about Moon Knight since I started on Collider Heroes in April of 2015. This John, wow! I'm I'm stoked. <laughs> I mean, you know, we talk about the thing is this year has sucked so hard on so many levels, but it 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 taketh away, but then it giveth. And <laughs> I mean, I don't know when we're going to see this show now, but uh, who's going to know? Who knows when they're going to make it? But by God, John, I am so excited! Wow. Let's let's take a look at this. This is what they're saying. Uh, this is Deadline who's writing this. Uh, for those of you just joining in here, Oscar Isaac, they've just announced, of course, who was Poe Dameron in the Star Wars series, is the new Moon Knight for Marvel. Uh, Deadline writes, breaking, with this with his time in Star Wars franchise coming to an end, Oscar Isaac now sets his sights on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Deadline is hearing he's in negotiations to star as as Moon Knight uh, in the first day. Yeah, there you go. There's your spelling. Um, in the Marvel and Disney Plus series based on the comic book hero. Uh, Jeremy Slater, who developed and wrote Netflix's comic book adaptation of the Umbrella Academy series, has been tapped to develop and lead the writing team on the series for the streamer, Rob, that in and of itself is absolutely amazing dude, news. Dude. Uh, and then it goes into just more information about, about Moon Knight and what have you. Um, Rob, let, let me ask you this. And of course, you're just hearing about this. You're just taking this in right now. What makes Oscar Isaac in, in your first impressions a good fit to play Moon Knight? Well, one of the reasons Moon Knight is what got me back into reading comic books in the early 80s. And one of the things about the early iterations of Moon Knight is he has multiple identities. He, he, first of all, he's he's Mark Spector mercenary who is fighting in Africa, which is how he ended up becoming Moon Knight. Then he has multiple personalities, multiple identities. He's cab driver Jake Lockley, who keeps his nose to the grindstone in the city streets to find out what's going on. Then he has his Stephen Grant, Bruce Wayne, rich playboy persona. And he's Moon Knight. So in the first Moon Knight comics, he was four people. 
And the idea that Oscar Isaac is an actor who's going to inhabit uh, four different roles, I just, I love that. And also, later in the comics, Moon Knight basically goes insane. His multiple identities <laughs> translated to multiple personalities. So in terms of, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be like the movie Split with all of those personalities, but um, I, I just think an actor of his stature who's so good can definitely give us the different shades or what is it, the different phases of the moon, the Moon Knight character. And uh, I just think this is phenomenal casting. I never thought that it would be this kind of, this good, an actor now, that I love so much. Now we've seen the Disney and Marvel TV streaming stuff for the MCU doing a bunch of casting lately. We've heard a lot of stuff. This might be the highest caliber thing uh, we've yeah. seen come across the wire at this point what makes this also interesting is understanding just how now that everything is under kevin feige because you got to guys remember for a long time marvel stuff on tv was not under kevin feige kevin feige had no control over any of the stuff now it is and so we can expect a lot of big screen and small screen crossover rob mm. i hear a name like oscar isaac being cast in this and my immediate thought is well, clearly they also have bigger plans for Moon Knight than just on Disney Plus. Yeah, they clearly have other plans for Moon Knight as well. So he'll have his Disney Plus series, but you don't go out and get a guy like Oscar Isaac unless you also have some grander plans. And I, I, I mean, maybe I'm just thinking ahead here, but maybe too far ahead. Rob, what do you think the chances are? Does the fact that the name is Oscar Isaac give you any kind of thought that yeah does this increase the chance that you think they're going to cross them over into something on the big screen at some point too or do you think this hell, doesn't really affect it that much no hell yeah they will i mean this elevates the this the whole mcu in my mind and they look i think they've done a bang-up job casting everybody in in the mcu and finding out all the most exciting thing about this john i have four words for you moon knight hot toy Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I can't wait to First of all, he's been in the Avengers. He's been the West Coast Avengers and the the main Avengers. I mean, it's it's I mean, a lot of people thought he was a knockoff Batman. I get it. But man, I uh I can't wait for this. Boy, and, this, uh, is, this is cool. Truly a, a high caliber talent. They've they've been getting a lot of that for the Disney Plus stuff. Anyway, guys, here it is. Oscar Isaac is your Moon Knight. What do you guys think about this? I I was not expecting this. Like at all, I had a few names in mind. Oscar Isaac wasn't one of them. And, but it's like it's a welcome surprise. Jump down to the comment section below, guys, and let us know. Your and this is really thoughts. truly breaking news, man. It broke it. They posted and it as we're doing it minutes ago. Wow. Uh, the joys of doing this stuff live. What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name's Michael Roman. Now, you may have seen or heard already, there were a couple of photos that interestingly made it onto one or two Instagram stories from an account we're not too familiar with, not an actor in the MCU, talking about a new Spider-Man on the way, and there were a ton of conclusions drawn that he was somehow telling us there's a new Spider-Man and he may be it. But if you put the two pictures together in context with what's going on on his account, it's pretty easy to see what he meant. No, he's not implying 
a brand new Spider-Man, but something else. And to be fair, the pictures themselves may actually contain an Easter egg or a spoiler or two. We're going to break down both photos. We have them for you. I'm going to explain what he very obviously meant by new Spider-Man on the way. Sadly, it's not another iteration of the character. And we're going to look at the photo as a whole and explain maybe what could be going on for Spider-Man 3. But first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're still giving away this insane one-fourth scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill and our third and final Infinity Saga box set. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and if you want, stick around to the end of the video. We'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So these pictures were posted to an Instagram story, Fabian underscore RI underscore Chad. As of the time of posting this, they're still only about 20 hours old. So as Instagram goes, if you can make your way over to that account, they'll probably still be up in the next four or five hours. Now, the interesting post was new Spider-Man on the way at Trillis Studios with a picture of this machine. And some people took this to mean that there's a new Spider-Man on the way Really what that quote is saying is new Spider-Man on the way, meaning Spider-Man 3 is on the way. It's the new Spider-Man movie, not that there's an introduction of a new Spider-Man, but you can't help but notice this very interesting machine in the background here in what looks like a laboratory setting. And then in context of the next photo, you see what's very obviously behind the scenes. He's working behind the scenes as a camera person. He's got a rolling camera trust and he says Spider-Man today and Loki tomorrow. They brought me out of retirement, meaning he's not coming out of retirement to act or be a new Spider-Man, but that he's working on Spider-Man 3 and Loki in Atlanta behind the scenes as a camera person. That's what this equipment here indicates. Now going back to that previous photo though, if this is set equipment and I don't recognize that machine as it being any sort of CGI machine, that definitely looks like a prop and that definitely looks like on set. There are two things that immediately come to mind. The first is that we haven't put to rest yet what happened with the Avengers Tower, and if you were paying attention to any of the Easter eggs in the post credit scene from Spider-Man Far From Home, it looks like, by all indicators, it's going to become the Baxter Building for the Fantastic Four. It could still become the Oscorp Tower, and the introduction of Norman Osborn would not only soothe a ton of rumors and reports over the last year, but also go a long way in introducing the character that's going to unite the Sinister Six, Speaking of the Sinister Six, when I see laboratory equipment like that and then that machine, the other immediate thing I thought of, well, was Dr. Octopus. Another character that could easily unite the Sinister Six, as in the past in the comics, both Norman Osborn and Dr. Octopus have both put together the team, and if you look at this laboratory setting, it could actually fit both characters rather well. Now look, this is a great time to bring up that from another industry insider source, not one that we report on as much here at the channel, that they're actually running three dummy storylines for Spider-Man 3 and keeping super tight-lipped with what's going on, meaning they're seeding false information on a level they really haven't in the past. Yeah, there were fake scripts for Avengers Endgame, but none of those ever really saw the light of day, and I think they're assuming that in this day and age, when Marvel news has become such an interesting genre and so many people follow it, that they're assuming storylines are going to get out there, and that's why seeding these dummy storylines are going to fill up all of the trades and or all of the rumor mills with stuff that's not going on. Now, looking at the rest of this photo, again, even though this machine could be a piece of equipment that's used for, I don't know, motion capture. You see the dots there. Look at the rest of the set photo, what it's surrounded by. It definitely looks like a laboratory setting. Oscorp Tower, 
perhaps Doc Ock, and if there's any other characters that come to mind for you guys, let me know. I am all ears, and we will continue searching for Easter eggs in this photo, but it'll be interesting to see, depending on how much news this makes, if Marvel and or Sony doesn't pull this guy's badge, they usually won't let you ever take your phones on set. They confiscate them super, super early. The only way that this could be explained is if he was part of the camera crew, one of the first on set before they started confiscating extras and actors' social medias, and that's how somehow he made it in there. I have a lot of friends in the music industry, but even more in the film industry. I've lived most of my life in LA and now Atlanta, which has just come as close to LA as having film. I know all about this stuff. I've even been an extra myself on a ton of TV shows you guys have probably seen. They do not let you get your cell phone on set if you are an extra or an actor in any kind of way. And if you're there this early with nobody in these photos, there's a good chance that you're actually part of the crew. And that's what I think that second photo is indicating. Let me know all your thoughts down below and quickly Let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away this insane one-fourth scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill, as well as our third and final Infinity Saga box set. We'll be giving that away next month in December, regardless of the subscriber count. We'll be giving the Beta Ray Bill away at 750,000 subscribers. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment down below. That'll automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes here at the channel as we go forward. And because it's truly random, the more videos you leave a comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners are announced at the end of the videos, the same way we're doing here. If you've missed any of the previous winner announcements, no worries. All you gotta do is scroll back to the channel, look for winner announcement in the sub count in the title. We literally gave away two PlayStations this week. Click on the video, scroll to the end. My name's Michael Roman. This is Everything Always. Guys, you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Novellan, or on Instagram at IamFires. Thanks for checking out the channel and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon. Welcome back to New Rockstars, I'm Eric Voss, and Marvel Studios' newest hero is confirmed to be Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight in the upcoming Marvel Disney Plus series, aka Mark Spector, a vigilante possessed with the power of the Egyptian moon god Khonshu, who suffers from dissociative identity disorder, also taking identities of millionaire Stephen Grant and taxi driver Jake Lockley, all in order to help him stay close to the streets to fight that crime. But lately in comics, he has appeared as the white-suited Mr. Knight. This is huge news, guys. Oscar Isaac is arguably the most serious acting heavyweight Marvel has gotten for a title role in one of their Disney Plus shows. He's a crossover performer in pretty much every title in our nerdy multiverse, from Star Wars to Into the Spider-Verse, to the Fox X-Men movies, to Dune, to niche sci-fi stories like Ex Machina and Annihilation. The guy can do it all! And it sounds like he's gonna be continuing to do it all within the mind of Mark Spector, who carries multiple personalities in his head all at once. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. You talk first. I talk first. You talk first. Now, Moon Knight might be a new name to you if you're not caught up on the Marvel comics, so I'm going to break down who Moon Knight Mark Spector is, but more importantly, why he's going to be so important to the Marvel Cinematic Universe's future. Okay, so Mark Spector was the son of a rabbi, and he trained as a boxer, becomes a CIA agent, though in later comics he's a U.S. Marine. But then as he works as a mercenary, he comes across the Egyptian moon deity of Khonshu, a god that possesses his body and gives him supernatural strength and reflexes and abilities, all based on where the moon is in its 
lunar cycle. And he later takes on alternate identities back in America. Initially, he's the millionaire Stephen Grant in order to hide from his mercenary past, but then he becomes the cabbie Jake Lockley so that he can roam the streets as a crime fighter. But the later and best known explorations of Moon Knight retconned his Egyptian origin story as a possible symptom of dissociative identity disorder, making Mark question whether these alternate identities and superpowers are objectively real via Kanchu or subjective projections, delusions coming from within his own mind. Now, I can confirm that we have not found any mentions or sightings of Moon Knight or Mark Spector throughout the MCU so far. Some have said that you might be able to see Moon Knight's Ankh in Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum, but not from any of my obsessive frame-by-frame -frame analyses of the Sanctum in Doctor Strange, Thor Ragnarok, or Infinity War. So where is it? And then in Captain America Winter Soldier, Jasper Sidwell mentioned a man in Cairo as a Project Insight target. The TV anchor in Cairo, the undersecretary of defense, a high school valedictorian in Iowa City. That almost certainly was not Mark Spector. He was never a TV anchor, but rather this seems to be a reference to the Egyptian media during the Arab Spring. But here is what we do know about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and how it pertains to Mark Spector's introduction to this universe. First, the upcoming Marvel Disney Plus titles will be aggressively interconnected with the writers from each series sitting in on the writer's rooms of other series. For example, Jessica Gao, the showrunner of She-Hulk, sat in on the writer's room of Moon Knight. Now, before She-Hulk, Jessica Gao wrote on Rick and Morty, writing episodes like Pickle Rick, and a lot of her co-writers on Rick and Morty are overseeing a big chunk of Marvel Phase 4 titles. Rick and Morty writer Mike Waldron is a showrunner on Loki, and he's also writing the latest draft of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And then another Rick and Morty writer, Jeff Loveness, is writing Ant-Man 3, a story that, with Kang, will probably deal with a lot of Quantum Realm timeline crap. So you can see how this whole MCU vision is being constructed by the people behind one of the greatest multiverse properties on TV right now. Now, in Moon Knight's case, it was just announced that the showrunner is Jeremy Slater, who developed and wrote The Umbrella Academy on Netflix, also a series that explored time travel and timeline manipulation. Now, there are other details we know about how the MCU could set the stage for Moon Knight. Look, I know there's a lot of clues we gotta sift through because the best visual clues are hiding in plain sight just like someone's front pocket wallet like The Ridge! Thanks to The Ridge for sponsoring this episode. The Ridge helps you carry what you need every day. From their flagship Ridge wallet to their portable charging commuter backpack, they want you to make the most out of what you're bringing with you. The Ridge wallet is made out of military-grade materials like titanium and carbon fiber. It has a clean, stylish design. It is proof. So when Jason Voorhees is trying to kill you, he won't be able to kill your credit cards. This is their aluminum silver wallet. They do have other colors, including some very flashy tiki designs. This thing is light, it's strong, just like you. They make it easy to buy with free shipping and free returns and a lifetime guarantee. It's also got 30,000 five-star reviews, so you know they're doing something right. They also have great backpacks and travel bags with RFID blocky pockets and the optional device charging batteries. Get 10% off today with free worldwide shipping and returns by going to ridge.com slash newrockstars. That's ridge.com slash newrockstars and use the code newrockstars. Find the link in the video's description. Okay, so the fact that Moon Knight is joining the MCU right as Marvel builds out its interconnected multiverse is interesting, especially when you consider Marvel also appears to be extending backward to incorporate ancient deity figures. Based on set photos, the Eternals will explore the old gods of Earth and their ancient history, set partially in ancient Egypt, which I have speculated before could be used to establish the origin of mutant kind 
behind in the MCU with figures like the first mutant, Apocalypse, whom Oscar Isaac coincidentally played in X-Men Apocalypse. So maybe that could be a way they establish Khonshu in this universe and thus Moon Knight. But we also just got a big WandaVision clue from that Wakanda Files book, a Marvel in-universe companion guide, in which Shuri notes that the Mind Stone ionized Wanda's nervous system, charging it to give her neural electric interfacing to create bursts of extreme energy and manipulate minds to plant suggestive thoughts and enhance pre-existing paranoias. One thing that I think we've gotten from the WandaVision trailer is possible evidence of manipulation by Marvel's devil figure, Mephisto, who could be hijacking Wanda's mind to help manifest these illusions. Illusions that could be objectively real, depending on Wanda's ability to control this inner power. And it's just interesting to note how thematically linked that story is to the story of Mark Spector. Just like him, Wanda Maximoff as well is trapped in various alternate identities trying to determine which is the true reality. So could this story give us a clue in how Marvel will introduce Moon Knight? Well, the master theory I've been exploring in recent Marvel videos is how WandaVision being moved to the first official Marvel Phase 4 title tells us something about the studio's big plan, that they're going to open this era with a story that could end by shattering the MCU into a multiverse of madness. Flooding it with dark forces unleashed from the Pandora's box of Wanda's <laughs> hellscape mind. Wanda's demonic manipulator is Mephisto, and her battle with him could cause her reality bubble to burst, allowing other spirits from the underworld to scatter across the world and latch onto other earthly forms. One of those could be Khonshu attaching to mercenary Mark Spector, Oscar Isaac. Like the other unstable mind of the Marvel world, Wanda Maximoff, Mark Spector moves Moon Knight could be suddenly possessed by this dark spirit, battling it in his mind for control, and then have these werewolf-like lunar nighttime attacks caused by that other inner entity taking over. And based on Jessica Gao's cooperation behind the scenes, Mark Spector's after-hours rampages through New York City could lead to him needing some legal representation, which could set up a partnership with a certain attorney, Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk. And who knows, maybe that journey to control that magic could lead Mark to the steps of one 177A Bleecker Street in Midtown with Doctor Strange arming him with an ancient Egyptian relic, the Ankh, that may or may not be among those artifacts. And this, I just hope, leads to the establishment of stake, special threat assessment for known extra normalities, and the Midnight Suns in the MCU. But I'm getting ahead of myself. There's a lot of goodies that could come from this. I want to know from you, how do you think Moon Knight will connect to Marvel's Phase 4 plan? Join the nerdy conversation on our official Discord server by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash newrockstars. Follow me on Instagram at EAVOS follow new rock stars and subscribe for breakdowns of everything you love thanks for watching boom night you looking for this going on guys welcome to everything always my name's michael roman remember that huge she-hulk announcement about a month ago where tatiana maslany was announced via some hollywood trades and then confirmed all over the internet as she-hulk yeah well she finally weighed in on that to let us know that she's not she-hulk and there's a reason that you didn't see that report here at the channel when we usually report on every rumor and leak anonymous or hollywood trade 
We didn't report on that one because our sources were very sure she was in it, and it turns out, as she confirmed, she is not officially She-Hulk at all. We're going to break down exactly what she said about the role, what happened with the initial report, of course, what is really going on with She-Hulk, and actually make some comments about what goes on here at the channel, as it seems apropos. We're going to break it all down, but first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, as well as a whole slew of other Marvel-related stuff, including this insane one-fourth scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill and our third and final Infinity Saga box set. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do is hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and if you want, stick around to the end of the video, We'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So nuts and bolts, let's jump into the story first. Tatiana Maslany was confirmed to be She-Hulk via one of the Hollywood trades. I believe it was either Deadline or The Hollywood Reporter. Either way, those are some of the most trusted Hollywood trades. And even though they've been known to get things wrong in the past, their track record of being right, their sources, and how often they're correct, the amount of times versus what they report is super high. That's why we basically here at the channel take the things they say as fact until they're debunked. But of course, because this is a channel and a fan interest, channel at that, we cover everything, anonymous plot leaks on 4chan that anybody could have posted, all the way to official announcement from Marvel Studios. It's on you guys to decide what you believe is true, what you believe is not true, and I only tried to present the facts as we know them here logically and put them within context for what we already know about Marvel Studios and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you'll notice, I never reported on Tatiana Maslany officially becoming She-Hulk, rather we reported that Allison Brie had been cast for the role months before, and we didn't report on that breaking news because my sources as they were, were pretty confident that that story was erroneous. Well, in this most recent interview with the Sudbury star, Tatiana Maslany weighed in on She-Hulk and Jennifer Walters herself, and this is what she had to say, denying her involvement with the MCU or being cast in the role. Quote, that actually isn't a real thing, and it's like a press release that's gotten out of hand. It's totally not. I've been connected to these things in the past, and press has gotten onto it, but it's not actually a thing, unfortunately. And when pressed further, because obviously she could be downplaying it or denying it until the official announcement, she said, yeah, I don't know how these things get. I don't know. I don't know. You know better. I have no idea. Now, for a second, let's play devil's advocate and pretend that she actually is She-Hulk. She could be downplaying it, right? Just not acknowledging it until the official announcement. Maybe something along the lines of what Jonathan Majors did recently with Jimmy Fallon on the late night show. But that's... That's not what's going on here. Read the language. She's actually vehemently denying it instead of just dancing around the question. And when originally we reported Allison Brie as being cast in She-Hulk or possibly being eyed for the role, that was one of our strongest sources and stories at the time. That's why we chose not to weigh in on this story. And in the past, when I know something is false or I have a huge inkling it's false, I'm just as quick not to report on it as when I am. You may remember the time that Daredevil was implied to be in Spider-Man 3 by one Kevin Smith when really during that interview, all Kevin Smith was talking about was the rumors that he had seen online via YouTubers like myself and other publications. He was just weighing in on that, and then those same YouTubers and publications took that story as proof, even though it was them who generated it in the first place. Yet yeah, we didn't weigh in on that, and because we had reported on Allison Brie with a good source, we, we didn't report on Tatiana Maslany. Also, those fake Venom pictures that came out, Venom 2 with Carnage, yeah, we did a full debunk on that, even though many other YouTubers and publications 
applications were claiming that these were possibly real when it was super easy to take five minutes and source all of the original photos on Google and do the Photoshop ourselves. That's actually what we did in the video. Look, there are a ton of rumors online and my favorite part of Marvel movies, much like you guys, is discussing them. And I've always said from the beginning here at the channel, when you take something like a Hollywood trade, we're gonna hold that in special reverence because their journalism and reporting have resources that we just possibly can't have. But behind them is the industry insiders who are willing to put their names on these reports. It was Mikey Sutton who backed up the Allison Brie casting and didn't budge off that even when this Tatiana Maslany report came out. Of course, things do change at the studio. It's never official until they announce it. But when you have industry insiders willing to put their name on stuff, they have to stand by that and their reputation. And let's face it, in the last two years, they've had their feet held to the fire a lot more than in years past because Marvel news has become such a big genre in and of itself. Mikey Sutton nailed this one from the beginning and held true to it, even though Tatiana Maslany was everywhere, including those Hollywood trades. And basically, here's my major point. If I get something from a source that I actually believe in, or if something's being reported as true, but I don't believe in it. I never try to mislead anybody and I will always continue to present everything here at the channel that I'm interested in, but in an honest way. That means if photos leak out that could be real, but we know they're fake, then we're going to do the debunk, even though that gets way less hits than pretending that they could be real. Or if a report comes out that we know isn't real, we're not going to run that out for clicks. I, like you guys, want to get to the bottom of things and see the absolute truth. I also know that the plot leaks that come out on 4chan, there's no way of knowing if those are real until they come true. But 4chan in and of itself has its own track record. And like I said here at the channel, and the whole point has always been to delve into anything that we find interesting and can discuss as a fanhood, but never try to purpose mislead anybody and so while very often we don't know if things are true or not on the occasion that we happen to know they're not true which is rare but is in the case of these venom photos and or in the case of Tatiana Maslany's reporting when we knew there was a good chance it wasn't true we're not gonna run those stories and I get DMS from you guys all the time asking why a certain story isn't run or why a certain story is that's your big answer right there if we know somehow it's not true we're not going to report on it. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below in the comments. Did you take this for certain? And did you agree with me that you didn't perhaps think this was the best casting for her? I also think Alison Brie would do a much better job. So I'm happy to hear that the casting is still open. And we'll have to wait and see in an official announcement whenever that may come, perhaps at this Disney investors meeting on the 10th, what's going to happen. But I am all ears for you guys. And quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, the next of which is at the 700,000 subscribers mark which we are right around the corner form and easily gonna hit before the end of the month all you have to do to be entered to win hit the subscribe button then hit the notification bell leave a like and a comment on this video and that'll automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes here at the channel like this insane one-fourth scale xm studios beta ray bill that we'll be giving away at a quarter actually three quarters of a million subscribers at 750,000. This is a one fourth scale. Again, that's almost three feet tall, immaculately sculpted museum quality piece from XM Studios and our third and final Infinity Saga box set. We already gave away two this year here at the channel. We'll be giving this one away during December, during the holiday season, regardless of the subscriber count. So if you want to be entered to win either of the PlayStations, the Beta Ray Bill or this Infinity Saga box set, all the rules will always apply in the same way. And that goes for future prizes. Hit the subscribe button because 
because you need to be a subscriber, then hit the notification bell with notifications turned on to keep up with the channel, then leave a like and a comment on this video, and because it's truly random, the more videos you like and comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of the videos the same way we're doing here, and if you've missed any previous winner announcements, no worries, all you have to do is scroll back through the channel, look for the winner announcement in the sub count in the title, click on that video and scroll to the end. My name's Michael Roman, this is everything always, guys. Thanks so much for checking out the channel, stick around, we'll be posting again real, real soon. What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name is Michael Roman. You know, in the two plus years that I've been covering Marvel news, there's always been one constant that there's another Hugh Jackman Wolverine coming to the MCU rumor right around the corner and today is no different. And even though I, like you guys, get a little fatigued every time this comes up, if there's any validity to it at all because of, well, what we cover here at the channel, we're of course going to cover it. Today we're going to cover this new Industry Insider report that may indicate there's an offer on the table right now from Marvel to Hugh Jackman perhaps to return as Wolverine. Also some speculation, it's for a different role. I'm going to weigh in on both accounts, what I think is really going on here, why I don't think it's a different role, and if Marvel is truly offering the role of Wolverine back to Hugh Jackman, what I think it would be for, and why we at least have to entertain this given the last interaction between Hugh Jackman and Marvel when they asked him about returning. We're going to break it all down, but first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're still giving away this insane one-fourth scale Beta Ray Bill, as well as our third and final Infinity Saga box set. All you have to do to be entered to win, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment down below, and if you want, stick around to the end of the video, we'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So today's report comes from industry insider Daniel Richtman via his Patreon and then making it over to Twitter, where he released this clip right here, date 9-10-2020, activity, offer out to, talent, Hugh Jackman. Now, because Daniel covers everything in Hollywood, there is a chance this is for something else, but mainly covers the comic book scoops and Marvel Cinematic Universe news. He knew the entirety of his fan base would assume this was an active offer out from Marvel Studios to Hugh Jackman. Now, if that's true, it doesn't necessarily mean it's for the role of Wolverine, and as many fans pointed out on Reddit, there have been a ton of other offers made now to ex-Sony and Fox actors. Jamie Foxx returning to play Electro, even retaining the same role, even if it's a different character, and of course, Evan Peters now cast in WandaVision, famously Quicksilver from the now defunct X-Men Fox universe will be returning probably to play the role of Mephisto or a completely different character that could be the case with Hugh Jackman, people pointing to the character of Kraven, he would be perfect for it, but guys, as I said in the prologue, I'm going to weigh in right now and say that just seems like, well, impossible, even more impossible than Michael Jordan leaving the Bulls to go play for the Wizards before retirement. There's just, my opinion, there's just no way that he's coming back to play any other role but Wolverine, and you have to remember that when Marvel Studios went ahead and reached out to Hugh Jackman and Sir Patrick Stewart at the beginning of this year, trying to get them to come back for cameos in the Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness as a way to canonize all of the ancillary cinematic universes, both Sony and Fox, it was an emphatic no from both Sir Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman, mostly because their character stories had ended. Yes, they both died on screen, but also they had put an end to that era and didn't feel like opening the characters back up were something that they wanted to do. Therefore, I couldn't see him picking up another role and then continuing on in the MCU with some lasting presence, playing the main role of a different character when everybody would just look up on screen and say, oh my God, we got Hugh Jackman, but he didn't play Wolverine. I think, quite honestly, Marvel Studios has done what they've done in the past and been persistent, found a way to sort of 
coax the situation further and further. Look, I never thought they would get him to the table. In fact, I never thought Disney would sit down to the table anyway. I didn't think there was any way Kevin Feige wanted to involve those now defunct cinematic universes, but apparently the way Marvel Comics did, they want to acknowledge all of the pre-existing Marvel universes, sort of do it in a metaphorical way, say, hey, these are all parts of the multiverse, and the more that that plan came together, the more that that plan made sense, the more I think Hugh Jackman reprising that role would make sense, or at least some of these X-Men. Is there a chance that Evan Peters is going to show up in WandaVision as Quicksilver when we already have Quicksilver's Aaron Taylor Johnson canonized in the MCU at passing away? Probably not. He'll be a different character. And I think a lot of people are going to point to that logic and say the same for Hugh Jackman, that there's no way he'll come back as Wolverine, but maybe Kraven, as I saw on Reddit in a ton of places. Again, guys, when you play Wolverine in the way that he did, it's something like Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, or should I even say Chris Evans' Captain America. They have now tied themselves to that role. Hugh Jackman, it, it works both ways. Not only is he tied to the role of Wolverine, but seeing him as another superhero would just be super weird, especially in the MCU. You and I get it, some fans just want him back anyway, but I'm telling you there would be a ton of us who would look at whatever new MCU character he's playing and just say, man, we wish he was Wolverine. And this brings me to my next point, and I really hope this isn't the start of what seems like a ridiculous cycle over at Disney and their casting directors with the announcement that Oscar Isaac, former Star Wars star, he's done other stuff and really well, by the way, if you haven't seen it, check Ex Machina, with the announcement that he'd be taking up the role of Moon Knight, you now have one confirmed Star Wars star showing up in a main role who may end up joining the Avengers. The announcement that Brie Larson would be joining the Star Wars TV show on Disney Plus, yet another superhero from the Avengers becoming either a Jedi or a Sith. And now there's a rumor that Tom Holland could show up in Star Wars. I do not want to see my MCU or even DC superheroes in Star Wars films, and I do not want to see my favorite Star Wars Jedi and Sith showing up as superheroes in the MCU. I want to know how you guys feel down in the comments about this, but I'm pretty emphatic about it. There are a ton of actors and actresses in Hollywood who could do these roles justice and fresh faces who would have their entire careers and lives really piggybacked on the back of this, except Disney seems to want to use the same faces in both franchises. And for me, watching the films, not only just because I'm such a fan of the MCU, I'm a Star Wars fan as well, but it's going to absolutely kill my ability to suspend disbelief if I'm watching Peter Parker, or at least the Peter Parker that I know, run around for lightsaber, and that's the same for RDJ, Chris Evans, or any of the other stars from the MCU. Yes, life is long, and they have a long career in front of them, and five or ten years down the road, a lot can change. Everybody's feelings about everything can change. The actors, myself as well, but we're talking about actors and actresses now co-occupying space at the same time, concurrently, while they are in both franchises. I don't know about you guys, but that's something I just don't want to see. And so for me, let's pretend for a second that this tweet does mean that there is an active offer on the table from Marvel Studios to Hugh Jackman. Let's assume that's what it is. It immediately whittles down to just having talked him into reprising his role for a quick cameo in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Guys, if he shows up as a one-off villain or is a different character, I will definitely eat my words and be the first to say I was wrong. But if you think about everything I said in this video, logically, that seems like really the only thing it could be. Let me know all your thoughts down below. Would you take Hugh Jackman's Wolverine back even at his age? They have the de-aging software. Is he, is he who you'd want to see over everybody else? And truthfully, how hype would the entire theater go if he was on screen? Also, if they're 
truly introducing all of these Logan and Wolverine Easter eggs in the earliest part of Marvel Phase 4. If you don't know anything about that, just watch the videos here at the channel. Then wouldn't it be a little weird to be introducing this other iteration and in such close proximity, maybe even first? I think that would be awkward as well. And let me know finally down below, do you want to keep the MCU and the Star Wars actors and actresses separate so that we can suspend disbelief just a little bit better? I sure do. Let me know all your thoughts and comments and quickly let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away this insane one-fourth scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill at 750,000 subscribers. We're also giving away our third and final Infinity Saga box set. We'll give away during December regardless of the subscriber count. All you have to do to be entered to win, hit the subscribe button, then leave a comment down below and because it's truly random, the more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. Remember to hit that like button if you enjoyed today's video and remember to hit the notification bell with notifications turned on to keep up with our daily content. My name's Michael Roman. This is everything always, guys. Thanks so much for checking out the channel. Stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon. Moon Knight, a new action-adventure series coming to Disney+, Plus. a very famous Marvel character for many years, Mark Spector. He was a mercenary. He was left for dead in the Egyptian desert, and he now may or may not be infused with powers from Khonshu, the moon god, or he might just be crazy. This is what Disney Plus is doing for the MCU. It is growing it, it is expanding it. Thank you, thank you so much. Welcome back everyone, it's Charlie. This is gonna be my new Avengers Moon Knight video. I'll explain what's going on with the series. They've already released a teaser announcement. Kevin Feige has already been hyping up the character and how he's going to fit in the Marvel Universe, so we'll break it all down. Of course, I'll be doing episode videos for Moon Knight when it releases on Disney+. Plus. I'll also explain what their plan is for actually releasing episodes and when we're going to see those, because we do have WandaVision episodes coming up later this year. So if you are new to the channel, be sure to subscribe to get everything. We're doing a giveaway for Disney Plus memberships. All you have to do to enter is be a subscriber and let me know what you want them to do with the Moon Knight series. Just starting with the big stuff first, number five. Recently, Marvel announced that Oscar Isaac is going to be their Moon Knight for Marvel Phase 4. He'll debut in the Moon Knight Disney Plus series, and based on their production timeline, that'll be released sometime around when they're getting ready to release Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness. So maybe we'll see some Easter eggs for him during that, because he's a very dark, supernatural-based character, and they're also introducing a lot of the supernatural Marvel Phase 4 characters through the Doctor Strange character. We're talking about Blade and a lot of the other stuff that's going to show up during the Moon Knight series. I'll explain that in a second, because there's a lot of darker characters that Moon Knight is going to be crossing over with. But after his Disney Plus series, he's going to go into the Marvel Phase 4 movies, Marvel Phase 5 movies, and eventually Avengers 5. He's a really cool, really weird, darker character. So Marvel's just using him and characters like Blade to push into the darker parts of the MCU that we haven't been to before. Yesterday when the announcement was made, a lot of people were commenting, thinking that Oscar Isaac had said that he'd never do a Disney Plus series, so why is he being announced for this? That's actually not true. Technically what he said was is that he didn't want to do a Star Wars Disney Plus series for his character. This is the clip of him talking about it. It's actually pretty funny. If you guys had the opportunity to continue your character stories on a Disney Plus series, would you take it? Nope. <laughs> I fucking love you. <laughs> And you get three million dollars an episode. Cash it in my chips. <laughs> he's done his time in the universe, in the galaxy. So what he's saying there is he just doesn't want to continue as the Poe character. And you can't blame him for that. He has a fine relationship with Disney, though. He just doesn't want to do more Star Wars with Poe. 
Disney owns both Marvel and Star Wars, so really he's just walking from one end of the Disney lot to the other. Anytime really huge or amazing actors come in for smaller roles in movies, they always try to keep them around for other projects that they control. And he's an amazing actor, so this is a huge win for Marvel. Number four, if you have no idea who Moon Knight is and you're just learning about him for the first time, he's kind of like Marvel's version of Batman. Super rich crime fighter detective, ultra dark in tone, and certifiably crazy. The whole joke about Batman being a crazy person is more of a joke in the world of comics. Like the other members of the Justice League, DC characters criticize Batman thinking he's crazy, wondering if he's certifiable. Even a lot of the actors in the Batman movies have played him that way. Michael Keaton, probably the best example, as he's coming back as his version of Batman in the newer DC movies. Make all the Moon Knight Batman jokes that you want, but really the reference is just surface level. Moon Knight is fundamentally different in terms of his powers and abilities. He gets all of his abilities from Khonshu, the Moon God. He's also one of the newer people that's shown that he can wield Thor's hammer, although because he's clinically diagnosed schizophrenic, that's what Kevin Feige was talking about when he said he could have the powers of Khonshu the Moon God, or he could just be crazy. The abilities that he's given by the god Khonshu are basically just enhanced speed, strength, endurance, regeneration. The level of his power, though, is affected by the lunar cycle, so at various points he becomes more or less powerful. His very first appearance was in the Werewolf by Night comics, and originally Marvel said that his powers came from exposure to werewolf blood, who obviously are also based on the lunar cycle, but then they retconned that later and gave him the Khonshu Moon God origin story. He's a former marine that gets left for dead in the Egyptian desert, but is saved by an idol from the moon god Khonshu, one of the earliest gods that was worshipped by the people of planet Earth. So he actually goes way back to Avengers 1 million BC. There was actually a recent story called Avengers Age of Khonshu that I'll explain in a second. So Moon Knight has been a member of the Avengers in the past. That's when I talk about him crossing over into Avengers 5 with the other big Avengers characters eventually. So part of the fun of the character is not knowing whether or not he's telling the truth or he's just acting crazy because there are times when he's just legitimately acting crazy because he's so schizophrenic. Number three, talking about more big Avengers crossover, recently he was actually able to steal the powers of all the Avengers on the orders of Khonshu, the god. So talking about him doing things like wielding Thor's hammer, the reason he's able to do that isn't because he's worthy like Captain America, it's because Uru, the metal that Thor's hammer is made from, is kind of like a moon-based ore in the Marvel Universe. And as the name implies, as Moon Knight's powers are moon-based, he's able to control the hammer. He steals the powers of the other Avengers using some special totems. It was this really cool big story where Khonshu the god got really upset with some of the other Marvel gods and wanted him to go around and show them up, and he got into a big fight with Mephisto. So it wound up being a big Moon Knight versus the Avengers story. But you have to remember, the first time that he does wind up crossing over with other big Avengers characters in, say, like Avengers 5 or the other big Marvel movies, it'll be a little more traditional, like the first time you saw in Avengers Infinity War when Iron Man met Doctor Strange and they had their big bro-off moment, because they're both geniuses at the height of their powers and they both have towering egos. Well, if we don't do our jobs... What is your job exactly besides making balloon animals? Protecting your reality, douchebag. So you just have to imagine Moon Knight having some moments like that with the other Avengers. He's also got a way better sense of humor than most of the other Avengers. He's got Deadpool level zingers and he's way more hardcore than most of the rest of them. 
Number two, talking about the next couple of years, looking at most of the Marvel Phase 4, Marvel Phase 5 movies, most of his crossovers seem like they're going to start out with the more supernatural-based Marvel characters. So, for instance, Werewolf by Night is also supposed to show up on the Moon Knight series. There have also been a lot of rumors that Dracula is going to be a character on the show as well. Hopefully, we'll get this iconic scene. You've probably seen everyone posting it everywhere. So yes, of course, I think that Moon Knight is going to be a big Blade movie crossover character. He was also a member of the Defenders and Heroes for Hire, both of the Avengers and West Coast Avengers teams. So for everyone asking about the Marvel and Netflix characters like Daredevil, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, The Punisher, as of right now, Marvel pretty much has the rights to all those characters back officially and can do anything they want to with them. Charlie Cox has been posting all kinds of funny memes of himself in the costume this past year. Like, he actually still has his Daredevil costume. This was one of them, him just queuing up a Daredevil Netflix rewatch session. He definitely wants to come back as the character. I know there have been a ton of Spider-Man 3 Daredevil rumors in the past year. There are many, many different kinds of rumors about what Marvel is supposedly doing in Spider-Man 3. Cue the Tobey Maguire clip. You have to remember that most of those rumors probably won't pan out, so until we see some evidence of, say, like Daredevil or any of the other characters showing up, just assume that Marvel will eventually work them in. Talking about the Netflix characters. But for instance, Moon Knight and Daredevil also pair really well together because they're written in the same tone, gritty crime drama with a big supernatural bend. But I'm really happy with the Oscar Isaac casting. I think he's a fantastic actor, so I can't wait to see what he does with the character. And if you were wondering, yes, Oscar Isaac is the voice of Spider-Man 2099 in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. They did that amazing post credit scene with the meme from the 1966 Spider-Man pointing at himself. He's still going to play Spider-Man 2099 in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2 in any of those animated movies. That's more of a scheduling thing. And if you saw Josh Brolin, he played Thanos as motion capture in the Avengers movies, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. And he was also Cable in Deadpool 2. Ryan Reynolds has been posting more Deadpool 3 jokes, like Deadpool 3 is practically writing itself. Right now, there are also some rumors that Marvel is trying to engineer a big crossover deal for Ryan Reynolds, where they don't do Deadpool 3 right away, but they do put him in a bunch of cameos in different movies before Deadpool 3. I think it's one of those situations where they know they're not going to be able to make Deadpool 3 for a while because they have so many other movies and there have been delays with the virus, so everything is just a couple years out right now. So the way you accomplish that is through a series of gratuitous cameos, which are totally in the style of something that Deadpool would do. There'll be a bunch more big Marvel trailers before the end of the year, and my Mandalorian Season 2 Episode 1 video is going to drop on Friday. I'll be doing weekly episode videos for that, so make sure you enable alerts so you don't miss anything. Everyone click here for that brand new Spider-Man 3 Sinister 6 teaser, and click here for my brand new Mandalorian Season 2 teaser trailer. Thank you so much for watching. Everyone stay safe. This is the way.